wait, is it? It, it is, is recording. It is recording. It's recording. We got it. <laughs> okay. All right. Welcome to episode 66 of Eat, Drink, Write, and Urban Fantasy Whiteboard. We're going to delve into another trope. You know, we've been talking about different tropes in fantasy writing and just fiction in general, I think. And we're going to talk about the brainy character today. Yeah. So, which is one of my favorites, honestly. But before we get to that, and sorry, y'all, I've kind of gotten her, I asked her, unfortunately, before we started how her day was, and now she's a little irritated because she was reliving her day with me, and it's apparently not been a good one. So uh, how, how was your week? Well, the day was actually fine. You got me talking about my undergrads, so I have two undergrads that I teach in the lab that I'm in, and they're very frustrating. Uh, so you got me talking about them, and uh, I have a meeting tonight at like 9 p.m., and they're presenting their stuff, and... So basically that's what this week has been, has been like making sure that they're good. I've got another presentation that I have to give on Monday. So grad school's fun. Uh, it, I love it. Is it at nine o'clock at night too? That's ridiculous. It, uh, uh, no, no, the, that's the only thing that I have at nine o'clock is this lab meeting. Um, and it's because my mentor has decided that nine o'clock works for her. So it's going to work for everyone. I would want to be in bed by nine o'clock. Of course I'm, I'm old. Although she's uh, got children, she ought to be exhausted. <laughs> Listen, I get emails from her at like 12 at night. Uh, and I guess that's because the kids are asleep and she can actually like do things. Yeah, I remember those days when you were little. I did do a lot of work at night after you were asleep. And I remember I texted, I, I guess back then there wasn't text. It was email. I emailed um, a colleague because I was working. You had gotten up and um, so I was up and working and I sent him an email and he had a notification set up on his phone. So I woke him up because I was emailing him at like three o'clock in the morning because I was working. So yeah, it's a thing. Well, (laughs) and hers are little too. So they're very little. I think one of them is like four and the other is two or something like that. Yeah. That's little. Yeah. uh, My week was, uh, I, I don't know. It's all chaotic. I'm torn in a lot of different directions. My mother has broken her tailbone, your Nana. Yep. Um, so my sister's up there helping them with that. They're going to be doing an MRI because even though the x-rays showed the broken tailbone, it should be healing by now. And she's in, her pain is getting worse and worse. <sighs> so my sister's up there, they're going to do an MRI tomorrow. So that's got me a little, um, anxious. Yeah. Did they give her good pain medicine? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Cause she called yesterday and yeah. she was slurring her words and oh. your dad was talking to her. And after she hung up, I was, I was like, man, she's feeling no pain right now. She's got the good stuff. <laughs> she's got the good stuff. So that's good. And uh, your aunt Debbie said she's sleeping. So, good. which good. is the best thing that can happen. She needs yeah. to sleep. So what are you eating and drinking? Um, I have tea because I have the meeting tonight at nine. So I figured caffeine would be better than an alcohol. I don't know the way you're feeling. Maybe alcohol (laughs) would be the way to go. (laughs) Well, I was just thinking maybe I could do alcohol during the meeting. Like Mm -hmm. that would be, and I could, it could be the ice water. It's ice water. Yeah. 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 That's it. Uh, yeah. Brian, one of my lab mates and I used to joke about that all the time. He was like, I'm drinking wine. And he would like lift his cup. Cause he would text me and he's like, it's wine. And then like would lift it. And I was like, Oh, good, good for you, buddy. Um, That's and then funny. I haven't eaten anything cause it's about dinner time mm-hmm. and I haven't thought anything for dinner. So I actually don't, I don't know. I feel like a typical college kid this week. I feel like, 
Going to be um, ramen noodles? <laughs> maybe. I have some in the cabinet. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So. I'm drinking a coffee martini. Mm. Oh. It's, I've been wanting to get that Jack Daniel, honey Jack Daniel stuff. Yeah. And we still didn't, but I found a honey flavored vodka. It's actually a honey pepper vodka. Oh, that sounds interesting. And so I've put it in the coffee and then cream, but it still wasn't sweet enough. So I added a little bit of the uh, keto sugar, the monk fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's pretty good. And nice. unfortunately, it's already almost gone. Oh, my gosh. Well, I guess we've been talking for a little bit, too. We have. We have. <laughs> it's good to see you. I haven't yeah. seen you all week. Yeah. Um, I have. Oh, on dinner, I have no idea. I think they're upstairs. Like, this is the second podcast we've done this week because it was we had to do another one to, for the end of the month. Yeah. And I think on that night we had what they call make it yourself dinner. Yep. And I have a feeling it's going to be another make it yourself dinner. Cause I'm not up there cooking. The one thing that I think your dad might've been willing to make required something that I hadn't thought. Oh, so I'm not quite sure what we're doing. And well, make it yourself dinner was one of my favorite things when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good to me. So maybe Usually that's meant- what we'll do cereal for dinner (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I like the the nights that we had the dessert for dinner remember those those were great yeah absolutely it was when dad would go out of town yep and And we would have have an ice cream ice cream sundaes for dinner (laughs) yeah yeah it was good okay anyway I have jokes yes hit me with them and since we're talking about brainy characters I couldn't find anything on the intelligent side but of course I found a whole bunch of dumb blonde jokes and since I'm blonde I figured I could get away with telling these jokes fair enough (laughs) so why do blondes tiptoe past the medicine cabinet? Why? So they don't wake up the sleeping pills. <laughs> what did the blonde say after glimpsing a box of Cheerios? What? Oh my God, donut seeds. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> why did the blonde put her iPad in the blender? Oh no, why? She was trying to make apple juice. Oh, no. That's <laughs> so- Yep. <laughs> Those people that can't see us, I am blonde. So it's okay that I'm telling it's okay. jokes. Is it okay that I laughed? <laughs> uh, yeah, she is not blonde. So <laughs> yes, it's okay. <laughs> All right. So the brainy, brainy character, I think we've done the mentor and we've done the sidekick. I, I might've done a couple others, but today is yeah. about the brainy character. So the brainy character offers pure intellectual force to be deployed at will. They're often on hand with equipment or knowledge that the hero needs. What the smart one knows defines what's normal to know and how the smart one, uh, the, and how smart the other characters look in comparison to them. So like in a fantasy novel, it may be normal to have dragons, but it might not be normal to know about the mating habits of dragons. And so by having your, smart character know things that your other characters don't that sets the bar um you know having your brainy character explain these things helps the reader know what's normal for characters to know that's true yeah the smart one tends to be a nerd but this is becoming less and less popular Um, or maybe it's the fact that nerds are becoming more and more cool so yeah nerd doesn't have that connotation that it used to have um although i I think I told you this in an episode before when 
the judge made some kind of reference to Ghostbusters. And I was like, oh, you're a nerd like me. He got so offended. offended. So in his generation, it is still not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. At any rate. Um, So the brainy character is basically the gatekeeper to whatever uh, world the protagonists want to enter. You know, oh, we have to go like, say, Persephone with um, hell or whatever it is, the underworld in Latin and Roman mythology. Um, She would be able, if someone up in our world had to go down into the underworld, she would have that kind of information. She would be the brainy character as far as her knowledge about the underworld. Right, right. There are different types. It's not just nerds, um, although they can have the gadgets that will crack the uncrackable lock, but it could also be a person who has the gang contacts to find out when the big shootout's going to happen or when that big drug deal is going to go down. So there's different types of smartness and yeah, intelligence. I- I love that because I never really thought about it that way. You know, when you pinpoint the brainy character in something, it's always like, oh, well, he is the one with a lot of books or he's the one who Mm -hmm. can do the computer stuff or he's the one who just like knows things. Mm -hmm. Um, But like on an, like, I don't know, I guess it's a stereotype, which is why we're talking about it. Right. And, and how to, how to switch it up. Don't always make it that book type character. Right. Um, They are generally a genius in whatever it is that they know. Right. They're an expert that's unparalleled in their field with a theory that just might be right. So they don't always know, but based on the sum of their knowledge, they may have a theory that your main character is going to have to rely on and say, we got to go with it because that's the only thing that might make sense, even though it could be wrong. Right. Um, The brain character can be a side character, a sidekick, a villain or the hero. Yeah, that makes me that makes me wonder, like, do you think that any character type can be a side or a sidekick or a villain or a hero or whatever? I kind of think so. I think so, too. Um, I just think that that was a really interesting point uh, to bring up, because like, yeah, like I've definitely seen the brainy uh, main characters Mm -hmm. and you always have. I think the most common villain Myers, what is it called? Myers-Briggs personality type is like INTJ. And they're always like the evil genius or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's always, always a thing. Yeah. I, I think there's humorous main character, you know, humorous. Yeah. Uh, humorous, not, jeez. Uh, yes. Yeah. Wow. I really only had one drink. Uh, <laughs> I think any character can be anything. Mm-hmm. Your hero can be funny as yeah. well as brainy. Uh, you know, I, I think any character can be anything. Right. Uh, Generally, though, we do see the brainy character as the side character who helps the main character achieve a goal. There are different types of intelligence. There's book smart. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I feel like I I had a note for that one. Um, I feel like I do think of this one the most. I think I was talking about it a little bit earlier. Like I always think of book smarts when I think of these characters. Mm -hmm. It is the the usual, but there are street smarts. Yeah. Experience smarts, like someone who is really, really smart in the area of rock climbing. Right. Right. They know which um, ropes are going to work and which harnesses are going to work and which aren't going to work for what type of climbing. They are intelligent in that area. Right. 
they might not be able to add two plus two, but in that area, they are the brainy character. Yeah. Uh, you have empathetic smarts, people who are able to read other people. That makes me think of um, the Mentalist TV show. Oh, yeah. You know, he was super smart in how he could read people and know exactly what, you know, it made him come across as almost psychic because he was so intelligent in that form of empathy and um, visual um looking at people <laughs> I'm a writer y'all. That, was, uh, that was profound I really I really enjoyed the way that you worded that it was okay good. let's move on <laughs> there is hands-on smart like the ability to do clever things yeah. um, any of these are brainy in their own ways and may have a spot in your novel the key is to avoid the overdone cliches I just love how you've pointed out so many different kinds that like I never really thought about I mean it makes sense obviously mm-hmm. like the street smarts and the empathetic smarts and like all that um, never really occurred to me that those could count as like, quote unquote, brainy characters. Yeah, it's a different way of looking at it and a yeah. different way of adding that kind of uh, cliche trope to your book without being cliche. Right. I, I think. Yeah. So yeah. How can you show that your character is the brain? Well, obviously, like you said, number one is books. That's an easy way to show they're smart, but it can be very cliche. You Mm -hmm. don't have to be smart, you know, carrying around a book all the time is not necessary. You know, I feel like we're fairly smart and we, well, we do carry around books all the time, but only because we're reading them, (laughs) you know, and they're usually urban fantasy books. So, (laughs) right, right. Whatever. But like, you know, I I remember reading in some books, I think it might've been Twilight where, it struck me because she was noticing the books on the bookshelf Mm -hmm. and she listed off these books that we all had to read in in high school. And she was like, Oh, and I've read all those. And I thought that, that was a, to me, that was overdone. I'm trying to show, uh, I don't remember the main character's name that that Bella, Bella, mm -hmm, that she was smart. Yeah. Which the author was trying to, uh, which I think, okay, you've got a vampire who could be thousands of years old and you have this young high school girl. How in the world are they amazing, going to be compatible? And that was one way that the author was able to show that she also was smart, that there was more depth to her than just the little high school girl. Right. I mean, but I feel like it would have been interesting too if she had shown that through like dialogue, like, oh, you've read these too. Like I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed this one. Mm -hmm. And that would have been a better way to, I mean, to be fair, I haven't read it since ninth grade. So Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember how she did it, but I I think a good way to go about it would be through dialogue and, um, you know, seeing how Edward would react to her being like, oh, you like these books. And he'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah, To show. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it just struck me when I read them and it's been a long time since I've read them as well. I liked those books and I know a lot of people make fun of them or whatever, but I, I really enjoyed those stories. I liked them in ninth grade. She took a lot of cliched things and turned them on their head and made them her own and she made a fortune doing it. So yeah, there you go. Um, But yeah, that did strike me. I remember as I was reading them going, Hmm, it kind of bothered me. Yeah. But, um, you know, that being said, noting books in a scene could be a way to to show that smartness if you do it the right way, like you were talking about. Right. Yeah. And then I was thinking, you know, just noting them piled up on a bedside table or there's like a book on the couch, like just 
you know, you know, yeah, open or, or whatever. Noticed that there wasn't a place to sit because there are so many How books. Many books. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think of Sam and Dean and Supernatural. Yeah. Um, not exactly the brainy character, but he was definitely smart. Sam. And, yes. Yeah. Sam. And the writers, I think, in that show use Dean, who is portrayed as not being so bright book wise to emphasize the books that Sam liked to read. And they kind of played off each other to show, you know, Dean's comments were able to make Sam look. That's how we got across to the to the reader or the watcher that Sam was smart. Yeah. And Dean would say goofy things but was jam up in a fight and loyal and not dumb for sure. Right. Right. Just ha- his priorities were in other places. Right. I feel like he had a lot of like street smarts, not like the yes. book smarts type of thing, or like experience smarts might be a better mm-hmm. um, category. Uh, I haven't watched all the way through supernatural. I was wondering oh. if like, does Sam's character stay consistently the brainy character? Pretty much, but you do see Dean reading books and stuff at the end, too, when they're trying to find answers to questions or problems that they're facing, but he grumbles about it, whereas Sam is very intent on reading it, and, you know, I'm looking at this book, and Dean's like, oh, my God, this book is huge, <sighs> and he's, you know. And then sits down to read. Yeah. yeah, I was just thinking, like, because especially since that series is so long, mm-hmm. um, I think consistency is pretty important, so, like, when you have a character archetype, like the brainy character, you know, obviously characters can change, but I imagine they'll still cling to like that kind of base. Yeah. Sam grew in other ways. He stayed consistently caring. Yeah. All the way through, except for when he was inhabited by various other creatures. Yeah. But even inside when he was inhabited, he still stayed that caring creature. Oh, and when he lost his soul, that was also he I vaguely remember something about didn't that. Didn't have the ability to care either, but he he remained smart. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I actually like Dean better. Dean is my um, hero. He's pretty funny. Yeah, and that his humor and to, I've watched him in other movies. His his acting abilities are much more. I mean, he did great in Supernatural. He he is my favorite character in all of Supernatural. Yeah, but his humor could be used so well. I'm waiting for a series to pick him up because he's got the facial, he's, his timing for yeah. humor. And you know me, I am a big humor fan. Yeah. I, I don't like sitcom type of humor, but the timing of his lines that he was, he did that really well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm waiting for the next, you know, Sam is now in Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. And yeah. We're yeah. watching that and he's doing great. And I love that Sweet. show. So, but, um, as to other characters, I, I, I think Giles and Buffy, although yeah. I think we talked about him as the mentor character. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely a brain, but I think his character, if I had to portray him as more the mentor than the actual brainy character. I mean, he always yeah. has the books in the library and they always use it for research for whatever evil Buffy is fighting. But I think Willow is the brainy character of that show. I definitely agree with you. I think, um, you know, I think Giles is more, more the mentor character because I think mentors are also brains. Like I don't think a character has to be limited to one 
type of character or whatever. I mean, mentors are usually a mentor because they have knowledge or experience or something to pass on to the main character, which makes them a brain and whatever that issue is to begin with. So you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, but I do I do think you're also right with the point about Willow because I think she was set up as the brain character from the beginning. You know, she would um, help Giles with computer stuff. So like Giles, even though he was the mentor brain character, he was like, can you wrestle information from this machine? She's <laughs> yes. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, because uh, how long ago was that? It was before... 90s, yeah. Yeah, it was before yeah. we have the walking computers on our phone. You know, there was no... Yeah. I don't know that they ever even got to cell phones in that series i can't remember i don't remember Might either be it's time been a while to re-watch that yep series. that's such a good series yep um but yeah willow she had the books um but she's computer oriented which at the time frame that was um getting set up computers were just on the verge of coming out and she immediately jumped on that yeah. the other way that she is seen as the brainy character is uh, she was worried about her grades and they were in high right. school and you know she would tutor people and yeah you know, so that was a way to show that other characters in the book saw her as smart yeah so, yeah um let's see and young adult books this is really easy to spot for that reason because a lot of times they are in school and you have them worrying about the test i'm thinking of um teen wolf um, oh yeah 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 although i don't know who the brain character with styles be. styles <laughs> was know, the brain but not because of grades he he was i would say probably the brain as well but we talked about him as the sidekick in the sidekick episode i again think that you don't have to be just one character archetype right. yeah i love him i love he's the best yeah every movie he's still funny i just watched his movie uh monsters in love yeah. And he is brilliant in that as well. He is such a good actor and he yeah. can pull off that and his face, just his expressions. He's like Dean in Supernatural in that their expressions are funny lines all by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very well done. Um, but it would be fun to twist that up too and have the brain be someone smart in other ways instead of the typical, oh yeah, she's the straight A on a rule student, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like it would be really cool maybe to have the kid that's in shop learning, doing woodworking be the brain because they need to use the proper type of wood for some kind of key that has to be made. And he's the only one with the skill that can make that you know that can actually do it do it yeah yeah so that that's a nice way to twist that trope um in the magician series which is another one of my favorite series i like to watch tv y'all uh, and read i anyway <laughs> yeah. the hedge witches yeah. they didn't have access yeah. to the books at the university they were banned from having those books and so they had to be street smart and learn magic in roundabout ways right so yeah those I think the hedge witches are more brainy than the ones that were actually in the university because they had to do it without the books. I agree. I, I think that's very brainy. I mean, I think obviously Alice uh, was the brainy stereotype character. Yeah, she was the um, one in the university with the books and the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. But I do really enjoy the idea of the street smarts, brainy types, mm -hmm. um, you know, cause I feel like I don't usually think of them as the brainy characters, but they are because they, yeah. they are learning things and have, knowledge that 
you know, the magicians in the school didn't necessarily have access to. Yeah, because it all came easy to them and right. the hedge witches had to work for it. Right. So, yeah. Some, in some ways they were way smarter than the kids at the university. Yeah. Um, another way to show that your character is the brainy character is by having them answer questions. So when the characters are scratching their heads as to a situation, having the brain character know the answer or at least point them in the right direction is a great way to show that they're the brain. Yeah, definitely. Or even have them come in with new information that can spur the plot forward. Mm -hmm. um, although be sure to like make sure it's not out of the blue because you don't want that weird, like, well, how did they know that? Yeah. Oh, the only that the plot worked out was because they came up yeah. with a random thing. Yeah. yeah, definitely don't do that. Yeah. Um, have other characters turn for them for answers too, not just for this um, one particular question, but anytime anything comes up, have other characters turn to your brain character. Yeah, I love that. I think your reader will automatically pay attention to the details that your characters in the novel do. So if you have your characters point out, I think you were talking about it earlier, have your characters point out, hey, you're really smart. Uh, then your reader will be like, hey, they're the smart person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the brain character is often a mirror to different trope characters like the, you know, the smart and dumb, not necessarily yeah. smart and dumb, but there's, they often mirror another character that you might have in your book. So think of Sam and Dean yeah, Sam yeah. being smart and Dean wasn't dumb, but he was smart in other ways. Yeah. Um, Willow and Cordelia. Yeah. Cordelia, bless her little heart. I still remember that one episode where, um Buffy could read all their minds oh yeah and Buffy was seeing all the convoluted thoughts that were going on and Cordelia would be like hmm, her dress is green and she'd say hmm, her dress is green there yeah was no thought going on anyway but that was a really good way to show the character roles of both of those characters is having them play against each other definitely yeah um Mr. Spock and Bones in Star Trek yeah yeah both yeah, are yeah. smart men Bones is a doctor so yeah obviously he's book smart um but their interplay is, is really funny. Like, you know, Spock going at things in a logical way and Bones wanting to say, you know, that's just not, I don't feel it in my gut type thing is a great way to develop both of those characters. Yeah, definitely. I think it's also just fun to see different character types interact with each other in general. I think definitely. you can get a lot of like explosions and a lot of uh, very funny, humorous moments. Yeah, tension and conflict, which we talked about in other episodes, as well as just we learn about each of those characters by the way they interplay with each other. Yeah, yeah. You do want to be careful not to have your brainy character have all the answers. Yeah. I mean, that's boring. If they know everything, the, the story is going to be too easy. There's no conflict. There's no tension. And what's the fun in that? Yeah. And I think that's kind of like what I was trying to reference earlier, like make sure it makes sense for them to have the answers that they do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it might even be fun for them to expect to have the answers to something and then freak out when they don't. Uh, or, or have everybody go, yeah, that sounds good. And they do it and it flops. And it's I mean, horrible. Yeah. 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 I mean, that can be very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, depending on how you want your brain character perceived, you have to be aware how they interact, how they interact with others. You don't want your reader disliking them because they seem to be a know-it-all. Right. And so like, if they are a know-it-all, then like give them other qualities that kind of offset it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. 
I think this is why a lot of brainy characters are funny in some type of way. Right. The, in The Flash, I think I've talked about Cisco before. He yeah. is my favorite character in that entire show. He is quite funny, but he's also the brain. Well, they're yeah. all smart. They all, they're all right. smart, but he is the one that problem solves. Gotcha. Yeah. But he is so funny. And so he is my favorite character. So yeah. you can overcome this know-it-all issue of having him be, them being annoying by having them play that type of jester role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> or you can have them be clueless about other things. You know, we all know those really, really smart people that just have no common sense whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can talk about nuclear fission, but you can't talk about like it, something super simple or whatever. I, I have to tell a story about Courtney. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so she is super smart. Oh, I think I know this story. Is Sorry, continue. <laughs> one of the smartest people that I have ever met. And she truly believed that when the windshield wipers on your car went bad, you had to buy a new car. Yeah. It just didn't dawn on her that this was a piece of the car that could come off and be replaced. I mean, she honestly believed and bless her heart. She is super, super smart. Yep. Oh, she's yes. Yeah. She is incredibly smart, but Lord. Yeah. So, sometimes she lacks a little bit of that common sense. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. I also really enjoy like humble brainy characters. So they don't roll over people with their smarts, but they mm -hmm. are like very encouraging. And when other people have input, then they listen and they're like, actually, yeah, like that's a good idea. We could probably do this to make it better or something like that. Yeah. A lot of times the writers make the brainy character have, you know, they're ugly or they feel like they're ugly or, you know, they, they have self-confidence issues. So I would try to not necessarily go that route because it has been overdone. You can, I mean, there's mm -hmm. a reason why it's been overdone because I think they might be trying to get them out of that. Oh, I know everything type okay. scenario. And if you have someone who doesn't believe in themselves, um, <laughs> that's one way to make them relatable. Right. Another way to let people know that your character is the brainy one is through vocabulary. Oh yeah. And I really liked finding this one. The use using vocabulary is a great way to indicate intellect. Um, Definitely. And justified, which is still on my mind because we just finished that show. Boyd Crowder, the bad guy. These are all country hillbillies from mm -hmm. Kentucky. He is incredibly smart. And you see that a lot of times through his vocabulary. And this one marshal or police officer or somebody who was talking to him said, I have to use Google Translate just to talk to you. And that just struck me so funny. And it emphasized how smart he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, was, using like your other characters. Yes, too. that was a great way. I mean, we already knew it because of the way he talked. Right. But having other characters within the story also recognize that his vocabulary was above what a normal country bumpkin would normally say. Right. And I can say that because we're from Georgia. So we're country bumpkins too. A little bit. Um, so, you know, it was just neat that that was used to emphasize how smart he was yeah, yeah especially since you expect him to be done he's just this redneck criminal so that was done that was great yeah and um my demon hunter book trick yeah yeah she has an odd vocabulary she is very fun to write she uses words that i didn't even think i knew yeah which obviously i must know them because i'm the writer writing them but they come from somewhere she writes herself and she talks in a way that i would never talk yeah, and absolutely. I love characters like that. Honestly. Yeah, 
she and so through her way of talking it comes through that she you feel her intellect and you know she's there's more to her than just the you know hunt demons kill demons that kind of thing right um but don't overdo it you know with boyd his southern charm kept us from finding him annoying um it would be boring if they talked over our heads all the time unless that's your goal as the writer yeah i mean i can see the use of a character who is that smart that can't relate and is over everybody's head all the time. And that might be a way to add tension when they really need to be listening to him, but they are so used to him talking garbly goop nonsense above their heads that they don't listen to him when he actually has the key. You know, there is a way to use it. So just absolutely yeah. be aware of that when you're writing it. You can do whatever you want. Just use it with care. Right. Like think about house. Yeah, you know, he's an asshole. I'm sorry, but he is and we do find him annoying. But the author used other means for us to connect with him to overcome that smartness of his he really did care about hmm, solving the problem. I don't know that he cared about the people that had the problem, but he cared about solving that problem and it ate away at him until he could get to that answer. And I think all of us can kind of connect with that type of mentality but you know so the writer had to be very they did that on purpose they made him annoying know-it-all asshole on purpose yeah and had to find other ways for us to relate to him and it was neat definitely I mean I it made me think of um you know I think it'd it'd be easy for a character to come off as pretentious or overboard like with overboard vocabulary Mm -hmm. um but it made me think of the other day I was trying to write something called a three-minute thesis and so basically I had to boil down my research into a three-minute talk uh and it had to be understandable by a general audience Mm -hmm. and so I was trying to think of another word for ameliorate and I just couldn't there was I there was nothing in my brain except for that word and I had to go to thesaurus.com and be like what is a better like simpler word I needed just simple verbiage and just could my brain was like no it's just ameliorate ameliorate and I was like just just a smaller word I just want a smaller word um I I live through thesaurus.com yeah well I always usually but usually when I use thesaurus.com I'm looking for like a better like descriptor or like Mm -hmm. a better way to say say something like a word that describes exactly what I'm going for and it's typically like a longer word and this time I was just like I it's just ameliorate that's all I've got that's 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 the only word <laughs> it is that what it is the definition <laughs> yeah. of ameliorate is ameliorate <laughs> right that's that's it that's all I have <laughs> uh, so I did have to go to thesaurus.com to find a simpler word which I don't think I've ever done before so that was really interesting that is interesting huh. another way to indicate who the brainy character is is through communication yeah Think of how you want them to communicate. Do you want them to be that person that always explains things in the super complicated terms because they don't have the ability to understand that people aren't on their level? Right. Or do you want them to be the type of person who's going to say, well, it's like if you did this, this, and this to be able to explain it, where they automatically know to put it into simpler terms for the people around them both ways show the intellect of the character just differently. Yeah. And I think both, both ways can be done super well. I mean, Mm -hmm. I love when a brainy character gets like super excited about an explanation and then has to like slow down and be like, okay, sorry, let me. So, and then like go into their explanation. Yeah. And usually the way that the author winds that down is in English, 
an English prof, you know, in English, please. Yeah. Um, It's also a great way to show humor in a book. If, if you want humor in your book, miscommunication, when you have a brainy character who assumes things, you know, assumes that everybody gets what he's talking about and then to have them act on it, not at all in the way they were thinking, it, it can be really funny. It right. can be an effective way to move the plot forward and to get humor across and to, again, emphasize the smartness of your character and the need to be able to communicate better. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, that I think could be very effective. Definitely. The way your character acts is a way to show that they're the brainy character. How does your brain act in, in situations? That reveals their intellect, um, like MacGyver. Yeah. You know, we all know he's super smart, but we still call it, oh, he had to MacGyver his way out of that situation. Everybody right. knows MacGyver can take a toothpick and two rubber bands and, you know, create how to yeah, an airplane or something. Yeah, just do something. <laughs> Um, so that is a great way to show the brainy character. This makes me think of my little nephew, Brock. Yeah. He, he is super smart and he's slow to talk, which is interesting because I know he is smart. You can, you can see his gears going. And I think it may be that he's slow to talk because of all that's going on inside. He's a little problem solver. Yeah. He had wanted to, uh, get into his dad's truck bed. I think this was he must've been around two at the time. Yeah. And he tried climbing up the tire, which was taller than he was. And that didn't work. And so he tried the fender and that wasn't working. Well, he discovered the truck, the, the hitch on the back of the truck, climbed up on it, climbed up on the bumper, climbed over the rail and was into it and was so proud of himself, but <laughs> he did not stop until he figured out a solution to get where he wanted to be. Yeah. And that child is super smart. Now, I don't know, you know, they're worried because he's not talking well yet. Well, I can look at him until there's not going to be a problem with this child. He is, he is super smart. Um, But anyway, back to how they're acting, they act in a situation also can help them be more well-rounded. So how does a person who excels mentally deal with a physical situation? Right. Um, think on how you want your character to be, you know, you don't want them to be two dimensional. Yeah. That that's yeah. not okay. Our whole goal is to have every one of our characters in our book be three dimensional, which is yeah. part of my issue with justified, not getting to know more about those secondary characters. They didn't round out those secondary characters. They were just two dimensional sheriff buddies, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it, I think it's, absolutely necessary to round out all of the characters especially mm-hmm. i mean well not even just especially but all of them just especially all of them especially all of them <laughs> especially all of them um yeah i also feel like the brainy character can show it through acts by actively seeking out further information so like they go and hunt for it as if they can't help but find more knowledge like they want to know more i like that point because a lot of people just are like what do we do I don't know. And then they don't know what to do. Whereas a brainy type character would go, Hmm, I don't know. Let's go look it up or let's go over here. Or I think this person might know. And like you said, they go, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got some examples of brainy characters. There's tons of them. Um, Absolutely. But Sherlock Holmes, he's the main character, but brainy. Hermione Granger, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Gandalf and, um, Lord of the Rings, which yep. I think we put him in the mentor category as well. Yeah. Matilda. Remember Matilda? Absolutely. Yeah. Super, Absolutely. super smart kid. Mulan. 
Yeah. She's one of those that I don't know that she had book smarts because she was female and wasn't allowed to do those things, but boy, you put her in a situation and she wasn't going to problem give up. solve. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She's like Brock. Brock's like, yeah. yeah. Um, Annabeth chase. This one I thought of because the lightning thief, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Percy Jackson. Yeah. Percy Jackson. Yeah. She's dyslexic. And so people think that she ha- is not smart. Yeah. But she's only that way because she was raised reading ancient Greek. Yeah. And so to have to go to school with humans and learn English, it was hard for her, but not because she's stupid, because she could read ancient Greek. So she's super smart. And that that was a really neat way to twist that trope to have other characters think, oh, yeah, she's not very smart. She can't read or whatever. But have the real reason come out is because she's super smart. That's really cool. I've never read those books. Um, I've heard they're absolutely amazing. So mm-hmm. I need to, but I yeah. mean, they're young adult and y- that's not your favorite thing, but they yeah, are but the very concept good. Is yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. The professor from Gilligan's Island. I don't know if you ever watched Gilligan's Island. Uh, I like remember the theme song and watching it as a tiny, tiny kid. Yeah. But, he's, yeah. he was the stereotypical kind of mentor too, though. Um, but the super smart one on, on the Island. Yeah. Um, River Tam from Firefly. I don't know if you watch Firefly. I, I love yes, Firefly. I, yeah. I, I am like a fan, like a nerdy fan of Firefly. <laughs> nerdy fan. And ran, uh, River Tam, I, I don't know if she was autistic or what, but she was super, super smart, like off the spectrum smart and didn't see the world the way the rest of us did. Yeah. And just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Dexter Morgan from Dexter. Definitely smart. Mm-hmm. Definitely smart. I mean, he's a serial killer who mm-hmm. never got caught. So I mean, how I, I had never thought of him until I came across him yeah. in this in this list. Um, Sheldon Cooper from The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, given. Yeah. yeah. Data from Star Trek. Also a given, yeah. And they made him they worked around his knowing everything, which a computer brain could be certainly annoying. And they did make him annoying at times, yeah, but yeah. they worked around it by his quest to be human. Yeah. You know, he wanted to feel humanity and emotions. And so we could all relate to him and we all loved him. Yeah. There is so much more. And I could probably talk about um, these characters and other things, and maybe we'll come back to it at some point, but that's all I've got for now. Yeah, no, that's all I've got. I mean, I've got an interview question. Okay. Uh, Who's your favorite Brainy character that you've written and why? I was trying to think if I even have any Brainy characters. Well, when you add in like the empathetic smarts and like all that kind of stuff, like. Well, Leary is my, one of my fairies. Oh, she's she great. Smart yes. In that she knows every rule that they're supposed to be and when you can and cannot break them. Larry's a lot of fun. So she is one of my favorite characters that I've ever written. She's very good. Yeah. I can't think of who else. What about you? I really like Sarah from Aiden's world. Mm-hmm. She is a witch and she is just has always been brilliantly smart from the time she was a toddler, um, picked up spells very quickly, uh, just picks up knowledge very quickly. How did you portray that in your book? How did you portray her as being the brainy one? She just, she does have a lot of info. So I am rewriting that book right now with, uh, so you haven't read it, 
But not, not since the first version, I don't think. And you've rewritten it like twice since then. Yeah. So witches have um, a different kind of magic from everyone else. They started off with magic. Everyone else kind of got magic. Um, okay. So, uh, but she knows a lot of magical history. Um, so she knows why the world became the way it is. And eventually she'll clue Aiden in on that. But no one knows except the witches. Okay. And so she'll clue in Aiden and Aiden. So she basically gives information about okay. the world. Okay. Yeah. Even though she's not supposed to, that's taboo, but. Uh, yeah. I think with Leary, I had her be seen because she was, you know, in the very beginning, she schools the leprechaun. Yeah. When he was trying to get out of whatever he had gotten himself into. And she's like, oh no, leprechaun, you know, the rules. Yeah. And so from the very beginning, I was able to show that she's the one that knows those things and helps get Beck through some tough times and puts her into him too. Poor Beck. Yeah. Yeah. I I have another character in Aiden too, though, that could be a brainy character. Her magic is statistics based. Hmm. So she can kind of tell the probability of certain situations and like what the outcomes might be. That is so cool. And so she, uh, you know, there's one point in, I guess kind of spoiler alert, but like there's one point in the book where like something has happened to Aiden. And so automatically every character turns to Sandy, this her, is this character's mm-hmm. name. And they're like, what do we do? And Sandy's like, well, if you do this and she'll probably die. And if you do this, she still might die, but it's better. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, I guess we'll do this. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. So Sandy's really cool. And she could also be a brainy character because everybody like turns to her and is like, what, what do we do? What do yeah. we do? And yeah. she's like, based on what my magic is saying this. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, and then I have a sentence challenge. Okay. Um, it's a piece of dialogue. Um, and it's, please tell me you have a brain in that head of yours. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you all for listening. It's been a fun episode. I really enjoy talking about the character tropes. It's it's so much fun because I think we use them and we don't even realize. I I think it just happens naturally. Yeah. Um, But it is a good way to make our novels better when we know to be aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but come check out our website at eatdrinkwritepodcast.com. Uh, our email is there. All our social media is there. We do have a Patreon. If you want to help support us, it is www.patreon.com slash edw. Yep. Um, we have two patrons and we thank them very much. We really, really appreciate their um, helping us out. That's yes, Jen you. and Deanna. We do. We love them. Uh, so we will see you next week. I hope your week is better than mine's been. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thanks, guys. <laughs>